Today, one more time, we hear the Bread of Life discourse. For the last couple of weeks, we heard about Jesus that comes and talks to us about Him being the Bread of Life. And today's gospel, today's gospel talks a lot about Christian freedom. We have the right to stay or to leave. Because as we know, forced love is not love at all. God wants a free response from us. Because our liberty is never violated. Jesus is the bread of life. And he teaches us about flesh and blood, about the Eucharist. And that stuff, that is a hard teaching. The disciples were murmuring while complaining. We know, that's pretty common to us as well. We keep complaining about something, and when we don't find, when there is nothing to complain about, we find something to complain about. So, in the gospel today, Jesus does a distinction between flesh and spirit. And that is really important from John's theology. We know that John is the gospel that is a more theological one. It's kind of like have more secrets and, you know, kind of help. John helped us to go through the gospel with kind of, oh, I didn't know this. Kind of discovery stuff as we go. And if we see Jesus just on the flesh, it just appears natural understanding of Jesus' teaching. But it's not an authentic understanding. When we understand Jesus' teaching through the Spirit, that is a God-given gift, help us to understand and accept His words. Jesus' teaching today about flesh, blood, and the Eucharist is a test for our faith. It is hard. The disciples were murmuring, were complaining, just like the Israelites in the desert. Why did you take us out of the Egypt? At least in Egypt we had food. They don't remember that they were slaves. Now they were free. But they were complaining about. So we still complain us. Today we still complaining. That was a shocking teaching about Jesus being the bread that came down from heaven. Well, it's not as shocking as what they're going to do, the reaction when they see Jesus dying on the cross and returning to the Father. And in John, death and ascension, it kind of brings us from cross to glory. John is always taking us to the glory. The cross is there, yes, but to lead us to glory. Jesus now in this gospel makes his final appeal for faith acceptance. He invites the disciples to have new birth that will bring spirit and life. Some of his disciples, people who heard his teaching, who accompanied him, is still unbelieving. Jesus reminds us today, faith is attained not by human effort, even though cooperation is essential, but by the action of God to the believing. Division was happening in the midst of the disciples. 
And remember, staying with Jesus is always a decision. I have decided to stay with Jesus. The disciples who left perhaps were not ready to eat the food that the bread who came down from heaven had prepared. The twelve disciples stayed behind. They were ready to eat. My question for us today is, which group do we belong? Do we belong to the twelve disciples that stay? Even though there was a hard teaching, there was hard to understand, there was hard. Or do we belong to the other ones that we don't even know how many there were? They left. I hope we are on the 12. Well, we're here, so that's a good thing. The words of Jesus that Jesus had communicated to them, eternal life. Jesus looked to them and said, do you wish to live as the other ones have done? Can you imagine that, how hard it was for Jesus? Jesus had those disciples, he prepared his disciples, he was forming his disciples, he was proposing himself, he was forming his disciples, and then he saw those people leaving. And then he looked at the twelve, I think that he hard, his heart was like broken, like, you're going to leave too? Jesus just let them go. And I'm pretty sure it was hard for him to let them go. And Peter, you know, Peter is an interesting man. Sometimes he, you know, it's right there, spot on. Sometimes he just put his foot on his mouth and is like, dude, shut up. Today was a good day for Peter. Peter gave the expression of faith on behalf of the 12 apostles. There is no place to go. Jesus is everything that we need. Peter affirms the teaching of Jesus, and they stay. In our lives, we have two options. We can leave, or we can stay. But it's pretty cool that Peter's reason to stay, we have come to believe and know. Coming to believe and know is a process. Each one of us are in different parts of this process. You know, sometimes you look at people, oh, he had all together. No, I don't. I'm in the process as well. I'm learning. I'm ha I have to go to confession. I have a spiritual direction. I have to pray every day. I am in the process. And each one of us are in this process as well. Each one of us are in different steps or positions or hopefully close to Jesus. And not, but we are in this process. The process from trusting enough to understanding enough. Trusting. Trusting to understand. Believe to understand. And faith is this first step to understanding. You know, a lot of times we think that if we understand, we have faith. No, it's the opposite way. We have faith, therefore we can go to the process and understand. Faith is received in our baptism. On the day of our baptism, we receive faith. I promise it's there. We just have to find it. 
And because we had that faith that is a gift from God that was given to us on the day of our baptism, we can engage in that process and we can understand. And we are called to love and to live in a community inside of the church. And maybe if you check the news lately, it's just a lot of crap going on. Sometimes we can look and it's like, really? Is that really? Yes. But you know, the church is the one who has the keys of the sacraments and the keys of heaven. And we are called to be there. We are called to be inside of the church. And if you want to have a different church, be the different in the church. Isn't that what discipleship is about? Staying, even when it's hard. Staying when you see all this stuff going on, it's like, whoa. But I'm staying because I'm staying because of Christ. It is hard. It is tough. I know. But I also know that Jesus is the bread of life. We are called to drink his blood and to eat his flesh. It is what it is. It's the true presence of Jesus Christ. The biggest miracle is about to happen in this altar. The piece of bread and the little bit of wine is going to become Jesus Christ himself. The true presence of Jesus Christ. And you know the cool thing about being Catholic? Even if you don't believe it, doesn't matter. Jesus is still there. Because it's true. Because Jesus come and say, I am the bread of life. I am the one who come and can change your life forever. Are you ready for that? Are you ready to embark on that journey? We are always free to leave. Always. But just like Peter, what are we going to say? Where do we go? There's no other place to go. Jesus is everything that we need. Jesus is the bread of life. The bread that wants to change our lives forever. He is everything that we need. Are we ready to continue this journey? For those, now I have to sell a little bit my, my fish. For those at University Catholic, you guys are starting this great new journey. Up to here, your parents help you on this journey. Now it's time for each one of you guys to take this journey on your own hands. It's awesome that you are here at 8.30 in the morning. Normally I'm still sleeping at this time. So bear with me. Don't worry, we have a 9 p.m. Mass every Sunday, so it's not like that every Sunday here for us. But you embark on this journey. And you know, a lot of times, people would say, how are you going to keep your faith through college? Well, I'm going to ask you this. It's not how you're going to keep your faith through college. It's how gonna, your faith going to keep you through college. That's a big difference about that. Because you already have the faith is on you through your baptism. Now we have to get the gift that God gave to us that is ready inside of us and help us through college. My own experience with God was in college. 
in a program like University Catholic, all the way in Brazil. Having done my first communion until I was 18 years old. I was so, like, you know, people could call me like a lost cause or something like that, you know. I was kicked out of religious education a couple of times and all that stuff, but that's a story for other day. But in a program like this, I was able to understand and know that God loves me. And that I was not alone. That I have a community, imperfect community, but they was trying just like I was trying. And then when I experienced the Eucharist, when I experienced Jesus Christ himself, that changed everything in my life forever. Are you ready to get in that journey? Maybe if you don't remember anything that I said so far, I want you to remember one thing. You are not alone. You're going to see people bring you so many cool things, but those cool things will not fulfill your desires. You know, a lot of times when I'm preparing couples to get married, I kind of ask them, you know, on the marriage prep, everything is cool, everything is, you know, like everybody's in love, or like, yo, father, yeah. So I asked them, I said, okay, buddy, do you think that your bride is going to fulfill all your desires? And they are in love, they say, oh, yes, father, she will, you know. And then I ask, hey, do you think that your husband is going to fulfill all your desires? They say, yes, he will. And I was like, wrong! If you're married, the people who are laughing are the people who are married for a couple of years. Wrong! They cannot fulfill any of your desires. God is the one who's going to fulfill of all your desires. And if you're looking on your husband and your wife to fulfill your desires, let me just say this, good luck. Because God is the one who's going to fulfill all our desires. Of course, your husband, of course, your wife, of course, they're going to help you in that process. But we have to understand that only God can fulfill all that we need. What else can we go? Only Jesus has the words that we are, that we desire. St. Augustine said there is a hole inside of our heart that is the size of God. And only God can fulfill that. So you may want to try to fulfill your desires of other things, people, money, whatever it is. It's not going to work. Because only God can fulfill our desires. And God is so awesome that he gives us the freedom that we need to say yes and to stay. And how do we do this in a community? We cannot do this by ourselves. And the pandemic is a great example of that. How much we were separated, how much we were divided. And now that we are getting back, now that we are back together, we understand that we cannot do this alone. And God is here. And we have this awesome community to help us in the process. To help us to stay with the Lord.
no matter what. Even when it's hard, even when it's tough, we stay together because Jesus is all that we need.